All right, what's cracking, everybody? Happy Wednesday, 428-21, p.m. out here in the dorm, Far Par, Champaign-Urbana. Um, let's get into the action today. Uh, what I'm going to be doing is I'm just going to be talking about uh, what happened at uh, the Fed meeting. You know, I was watching it avidly, taking notes the whole time, um, because there wasn't a lot of action today in the marketplace. There's not a lot of economic news. Um, and I would say that the whole market had some big moves beat. I mean, not big moves, but decent sized moves after this whole Fed uh, announcement. And, you know, tomorrow we'll be getting the GDP report, see how we did for Q1. And um, so that'll be interesting to see. Biden's doing the State of the Union right now. Um, I probably should listen because he'll probably mention some things about taxes. But then again, this is not a political show. So, um Without further ado, then, I'm just going to get into the, uh, what's that word? The uh, disclaimer here. So I'm not uh, a financial advisor. This is not financial advice. I'm not recommending anything. I'm not buying. I'm not selling any investments to people. I just love the freaking markets. I'm a student. This is not financial advice. I'm not a financial advisor. Uh, every investment subject to potential profit, potential loss. Every investment has risk in it. You know. Do your homework before you invest. If not, go to a freaking casino. So, um, well, where should we start? Let's start with the yield curve rates. And so I'll pull up. Uh, I'll pull up the charts here for the ten year. Uh, I guess we start off the day. The Dow is down forty eight bips. S and P down eight bips. The Nasdaq Composite was, um, I believe, it was down. Uh, yeah, twenty eight bips. Russell two K up thirteen bips. The emerging markets were up seventy five basis points. And um, I guess going off of that, how do you think the dollar did? Not great. Uh, the dollar was down uh, 37 basis points today. And, you know, down considerable, uh, down a decent amount after hours. And, you know, again, right after Jay Powell started speaking, you know, this is that's really when the dollar had most of its pain. So interesting, interesting stuff there. Um, sorry. Uh, yeah, so interesting stuff there. Look at the yields, though. I mean... Uh, to start off the day, you know, the, the, the 10 year, 10 year was and like all the yields pretty much rallied into this fed meeting and then Jay Powell started talking and they kind of gave, gave back everything, um, in a big way. So looking at the, looking at the, uh, normal yield curve rate, the nominal yields, you know, they all stayed flat. There's pretty much not a lot of movement. We were pretty flat on the day. So you go on the 30 year, uh, we're at 30 year, we're stayed at 2.2 spot, two nine, uh, 20 year we went up. Uh, one point from two point one eight to two spot one nine. Ten years made it one spot six three. Uh, seven year went from one spot three two to one spot three one. Five year went down two basis points to, from point eight eight to point eight six. Um, looking at the one month, as I said, you know, um, the and you go look at the one month. You look at the two month. Two month went down from two basis points to one basis point. The one month, three month, and two month and three month are all at one basis point. Six months staying flat. One year dropped from uh, spot oh six to spot oh five. And so I I go, huh? I wonder what the reverse op reverse repo ops are like today. You know, I wonder what's going on there. And I go check that, and there's a hundred sixty six billion dollars of treasuries, the most. Huh, uh, it just keeps getting bigger each and every day. And so they have to fight hard to maintain this federal funds rate around zero, uh, like nothing. So that's really freaking interesting to me that they're reverse repoing all these treasuries overnight, um, selling them, buying them back. Um, you know, why Why are they doing that? Oh, well, maybe because if they weren't doing this and increasing it each day, the short end would start to spike. 
So showing that there is, you know, underlying issues in the marketplace right now. Interesting, quite interesting to me. Yeah, so $166 versus repo, billion dollar versus repo between 33 counterparties. Fascinating to me. Um, and, you know, before I hop into this Powell, Powell thing and go through the rest of the marketplace, I want to talk about, uh, well, I'm going to go over the economic calendar news. And so, um, you know, crude inventories, a little lighter than expected. So that was that was good to see. Um, you go, there's not, honestly, there was not a lot of, uh, news today that the Canadian retail sales month over month in February, uh, beat expectations by 1.1%. They're forecasted to be three, only a gain of 3.7. They're actually gained a 4.8, uh, retail sales. Uh, so yeah, I mean, big gains there, big gains there. And, uh, I mean, so is it, so the whole thing is, is look, like we're seeing a little bit of inflation here. Is it transitory? Is it not? Um, I don't know. Then looking at uh, German consumer climate May reading, the actual the reading was negative eight point eight. Forecast is supposed to be negative three point five. So consumer like climate, you know, confidence is high, but like I I, I don't know that that's a weird reading because you know, I'm looking at the French consumer confidence index and it's one ba- it's one point higher, um, ninety four versus a forecast of ninety three. So interesting there. What I really want to focus on is the mortgage market index. And the mortgage market index was reading a 706.6. Last reading was a 724.8. Mortgage refis, uh, refinances, down 3,185. Last reading was 3,219.9. So a decent drop there. You know, balance of trade, again, highest. Uh, it keeps getting larger and larger and larger, this, this trade deficit. Um, I think we're at the largest, yeah, biggest ever. So, um, you know, Powell didn't talk about that today. That That's interesting. Um, and then uh, looking at the retail inventories, X-Auto, like it's da- it's at 0. 0.6. The last reading was at 1.4, so it's down. And if not counting auto part, uh, autos. Wholesale inventories, though, was up uh, 1.4%. Last reading was 0. 0.9. So I guess that's good to see, you know. There's all these... There's a huge, you know, supply chain problem, and so it's gonna be interesting to see if that gets fixed or what or what's going on. Uh, and basically, yeah, mortgage applications week over week down two point five percent, mortgage rates down. So it's interesting that you know the rate actually for on thirty year mortgage rate went down, but the mortgage purchase index is down, mortgage market index is down, and it keeps going lower and lower and lower. And we peaked out in February, sorry, like January of this year. Um, and so the whole thing is, is yeah, the housing market's booming, but people aren't applying for mortgages enough anymore. Uh, existing home sales down. So is, are you going to start to see a slowdown in housing? I mean, it's interesting. Every single week, the mortgage market index is going, is going lower. You know, you look in like the, you know, long, long history of this index and, you know, it starts peaking around 05, 06. And then, you know, we all know what happened there. So We'll, we'll, I'll be very. I'll, I'm watching that very closely. I mean, I think that people need to understand that. Yeah, okay. There's a shortage of, for home builders. A lot of stress on them. You know, I'll get into this in a minute. But Powell even went to say in, in, in his speech today. Well, speech. I mean, when he was when he was talking that the housing market has fully recovered. So I mean, if it's fully recovered, then is it a little hot, buddy? Um. I, 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 I don't know, but he, he has to answer that to me. I mean, I wish I could go on the freaking um, Federal Reserve question thing and just start asking Powell questions. I mean, I'd love to have a constructive conversation with the guy, but uh, I can't. So, 
Anyway, anyway, right now I guess I'm just going to go ham on basically what Powell talked about. I, I have a lot of notes, but my biggest takeaway was they're not tapering for a long time. I talked about this yesterday. People, he was adamant about not tapering at all. Um, he And he continued to say, like, we'll have accommodative monetary policy until objectives are met. And he kept going back to this. And their objective is moderate inflation, sorry, moderate inflation above 2% and need full employment. And so inflation above 2%, he wants inflation to go like a little bit above 2%. So over the long run, it can average a, a 2% because it's been so low for so long. Well, in his eyes, so he wants to make it a little average above 2%. I think that is just, I, I, I think that's their way of saying, look, we're doing QE, we're, you know, doing fiscal stimulus, and that is the, then that's why you're going to see high inflation, so they're coming up with some BS excuse for it. I mean, that's what it has to be, because he, I'll get into this in a minute, but some of, some of the notes I have that, like, you know, what he first said in his initial statement, then we'll get into some of the questions, stuff he talked about. Housing is fully recovered. Okay, so then why and like and someone asked this question, why is the Fed buying mortgage backed securities? And Jay Powell came in and said we goes, Well, you know, that's not the reason why the housing market's so hot, blah 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 blah. There's pressure because uh, you know, it's tight tight supply uh, of houses. But I mean it's like, okay, well then why are you buying mortgage backed securities if the housing market's fully recovered? Doesn't make sense. So, you know, one of the main things I I, I wondered like watching this podcast I mean <laughs> this podcast, this uh the fed the fed meeting is are are they lying to the american people or are they just incompetent i truly don't know i mean clearly if they all you know got a nice degree in econ from a solid college or you know read their books and know their stuff um clearly they must know what's going on and you know alan greenspan i heard this from peter schiff today so i'm just taking his words but alan greenspan said like look we all see the same data like we see the same data you see so with that with that goes to show me is like look like they know what's going on but you know i I heard i heard someone else say this and i mean i don't know who it was but uh they go um the the fed is a giant pr firm and i think that that's a great point um I mean, if you listen to, like, all, they, they go, that Powell comes out with his, like, like, when he comes on this, the podium to talk, he goes, that we have, we, we are the Federal Reserve and we have our goals of maintaining stable prices and full employment. It's like, buddy, we know that. It's like, just tell us what's going on. Like, I want you to give me the, I, I don't want you to give me, like, I want you to give me a legit answer. Like, you, the, you know, trying to, you know, they're, they're trying to f- make this fake reality about our economy, like, the fact that they still have to do 120 billion in treasury and in, in, in asset purchases a month it should blow everyone away. Um, the fact that they're not tapering, they're seeing all this inflation, and people go, "Why isn't the Fed tapering?" And they go, "We're not tapering until our objectives of inflation above two percent and full employment are met." And it's like Powell even said, he even said. Labor participation is well below pre-pandemic levels. Unemployment numbers at six percent, but it's much higher than that. Okay, so it's going to take a long time to reach full employment, and and, and I mean a long time. I mean a freaking long time. You know, most most highest unemployment rate since the Great Depression, and then we're just going to snap back within like a year or two and be done with that. So that means we're you're not tapering for a year or two. Okay. Inflation moderately above 2%. They could hit that goal by the end of the year, probably. 
um, you know, on the on the path that we're headed. But the whole thing is, is he he was adamant, not the time to taper. Won't taper until substantial progress. But if you want to hit those goals, it's going to take years, okay? So what I'm trying to say is, someone asked him a question. It's like, when are you going to taper? Like you say, you say all this stuff is going on, um, but why? Like why do you continue to buy assets? Why do you continue to do this? And my whole thing is, is the Fed is doing this because they need to uh, they need to monetize the debt. They need to keep rates at zero because if they let interest rates go any higher, then you know. The, all the leverage out there in the system, you know, co- companies will be hurt s- seriously from all the leverage out there in the system when re- interest rates start to go up. You know, all these, you know, analysts ca- uh, are discounting stocks, you know, for it being at zero, having zero interest rates. Well, what happens when rates start going up? Val- those valuations start changing quite, 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 quite a bit. Okay. And so then, so, so sorry, I- I'm going over. So basically, like, my whole thing I'm trying to say is I think that. Either they're lying, they're, they, they're, no one asks Powell about debt monetization. I mean, that's clear. It's blatant what they're doing with that. It's blatant that they're that they're mo- trying trying to monetize the debt. And you know what I got from this? You know, when I was listening to the Powell talk saying, you know, we will not taper until we have full employment and inflation moderately above two percent. So I go freak. Freak, dude! Gold is gonna skyrocket. The tre- TLT is gonna come back, and TLT was getting hit, you know, decently hard today. But if you look at the chart, like this thing, it bottomed out at one thirty-five before Jay Powell started going off on tapering, rallied back like forty basis points. Um, so that that was that was quite interesting to me. Um, and, and 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 you look at gold, gold G, the GDX popped like one percent right when Powell started talking. You know, I mean, you went from Within the span of ten minutes, we gained forty cents, gained one percent. So what I'm trying to say here is that uh, the and you go sorry, and I, I guess I was skipping skipping a point. Right? So what I was trying to say here is you go look at real rates because I didn't go over real rates. I, I know I didn't. Um, real rates today, the five year went down five basis points from negative one spot six three to one spot six eight seven year. Went from negative one spot oh three to negative one spot oh eight. You know, the longer end thirty year went from negative spot oh one to negative spot oh two. Twenty year went down one basis point from negative spot two six to negative spot two seven. Ten year went down two basis points from negative spot seven six to negative spot seven eight. So the whole point is and look I'm talking about short term, if you look at the five and seven year, that's where you know you're seeing this like this this downward motion in interest in real rates. And, you know, it's been going on for a decent amount of time. And so what I, what I truly think, what I truly, truly think is, you know, it's still disinflation, deflation, shorter term, because there's there's so much downward pressure on the economy. And because if you go look, you know, five year, seven year, real rates went down five basis points. But you go out to 30 year, 30 year was only down one basis point. Um, um, so... Go, what was showing me there is, you know, the market's like, okay, well, the Fed's never going to stop these bond purchases. That means they're going to just, to- and you look at the dollar, the dollar just plummeted when the Fed started saying this stuff. Gold went up, treasury bonds went up um, for the 20-year, you know, the Fed just isn't going to keep buying them. Uh, gold, real rates went down, gold's going to pop off, dollar went down, gold's going to pop off. I mean, if anything, this gave me the signal to go, I wanted to buy silver too, man. Like it, can't, it, I just got like so bullish on the whole on the whole precious metal market after I heard the fat Powell say that. But uh, what's what's super interesting is he he said 
um, that someone asked him about long-term scarring in the economy. And he said, we haven't, ex- he goes, we haven't experienced long-term scarring in the labor market or the small business market. Like, that's the two, two biggest things he's worried about. But they're monitoring it. And the, so, so, so that was interesting. And then he goes, the economy's going to be different. There's going to be a lot more use of technology, which is going to take away jobs. Right. So then if they're going to take away jobs, how are you going to reach full employment? That means you're never going to taper asset purchases, okay? Um, how's the economy going to be different because of technology? Right. Technology is deflationary. There's less people working, okay? So there's a, there, he was showing some problems there. And he goes, housing bubble's hot. Um, he's saying, and he's attributing the strong... <coughs> Housing bubble being hot, the part of a strong economy. That's just a PR statement. It's like Bernanke coming out and saying uh, some prime is contained. So anyway, um, he goes, hope home builders can come up with supply and uh, workers come back. It's concerning, he said, but they're monitoring it. It's like, okay, well, if it's concerning that, you know, home builders don't have a supply and there's not enough workers, but it's part of a strong economy, then why are you concerned about it? Next thing, uh, problem. There's a problem, and so here, here, here's where you can get inflation. As I talked about yesterday, employers can't find workers. There's a labor shortage right now. It's really, really weird. And I, I truly, and Powell, Powell alluded to this too. Uh, I think it's because of unemployment. I mean, there, the it's. I can if I went on unemployment, I'd be making hella money right now. But I'm not doing that. But I could probably get it. I bet. Um, I'm not going to try, um, but basically it's like you can get paid more to be on unemployment than work. So why the hell would you work? So either employers are going to start, you know, raising, raising their pay, which will be wage inflation. And after you get some serious, serious inflation, in the real economy, like when you get that, that's when you get the problems or, or, uh, like clearly something's going on. That's what I wrote down. Powell said, um, so if you, and he goes, we may even start to see wages increase. You start to see wages increase. Yeah. Sell, sound the alarm bell on inflation when that happens, but we haven't really seen it yet. We haven't seen it yet. And I don't think we will, which is a pro like that goes to show you like, okay, deflation like that. That's, that's a real narrative here. The, the economy is seriously, seriously screwed up and sick. Um, and Powell talked about unemployment insurance runs out in September. So, you know, that's what, that could, that's what can make it go away. So I thought it was super interesting. And so, Someone's like, you know, what's what's different this time? Like in the sixties and seventies, like they you didn't really con- the Fed didn't really control inflation. Um, you know, they want to make inflation run a little bit over two percent so they can average two percent over time. And basically, Powell said, like he went off and he goes, price increases due to the, or like because of the reopening of the economy. I agree. Um, you know, you're going to see this massive little boom. People want to go out and spend, but it'll be short-lived because, you know, you're not going to – pent-up demand's a myth. Um, but he goes, if it's inflation moves significantly higher than 2%, what do you think he said? We have the tools, whatever that means. Uh, I mean, hopefully it means raise rates, but uh, I don't think they'll be able to stomach that. They're in a very, 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 t- very tough place. Um, and he goes – like inflation is going to move higher over the short term, probably because of base effects makes sense. You know, April, May last year, very, very, very low CPI readings. So if they're a bit higher, like like decently higher, it's base effects. They're comparing it to the base year. But if you compare it to 2019, 
might not be as high. Well, actually, it probably would be. But uh, and also bottlenecks with supply chain, and you know bottleneck is you know as a temporary blockage in supply that will be resolved. Whole thing is, will these be resolved? I don't know. The supply chain is pretty freaking screwed up. We still depend on Asia so much. I mean, you look oh, look at Asian exports; they're through the roof. Everyone is saying, you know, we need to reevaluate our supply chains after COVID. But has that really happened? No, not really. Um, so that's that's one thing I want to talk about. Going into Archegos, he was saying how it was troubling what happened, that the prime brokerages let this happen. Um, and this is probably the most insane quote that Powell, Powell had. Like, just just the most... Th- I, this last page I, I have is this is when I started to go, okay, they're, they're, they're probably liars or just special. Um, so he goes... The market is a bit frothy, but it's not because of easy monetary policy. It's not because of easy monetary policy. You know why? It's because of vaccinations and the reopening of the economy. That's why the market's pumped so much. If there was no QE, it's funny because the day you announced QE infinity, the market bottomed. There's a significant bottom on March 23rd, 2020. Go on the Fed's website and see when did they announce that they will provide treasury, they will purchase assets until the economy is fully recovered and you know, they don't need to anymore. That's not the direct quote, but I mean, man, he said that. And I was just like, that's a hundred percent a blatant lie. Take away QE tomorrow. See what happens. Take away QE and raise interest rates at a quarter of a point. The market will implode. Okay. Then he goes on to say, there's funding risk issues in the money market funds, uh, particularly mixed financial stability risks, must remain accommodative to prevent these risks, and there are money market issues. And so, you know, back in March of 2020, we had money market issues. Everyone is withdrawing their funds. There's no liquidity in there, and the Fed had to go in, open up these credit resolving credit facilities, and, you know, just fill up the uh, money markets with uh, cash. And the same, this is where he also goes to talk about. He goes, there's too much treasury supply. U.S. market, U.S. treasury market is the most important market in the world. We need to make sure that we have a resilient market. And basically, he goes in and he talks about. It. He goes, yeah, in, Mar- in February of last year, we had a massive problem in the treasury market. There's everyone was trying to dump their treasuries and sell them, and there was no buyer because there's no buyer. Yields were going to skyrocket, and because yields were skyrocketing, you know our debt was going to implode if this continued, and we were going into COVID, and we needed to be able to print all this money. We needed to be able to support the economy and support the American people, and so then we started doing QE. Um, he goes, you know, we went in and fixed that. We solved the problem. Well, it's like right, but aren't you going to run into the same problem when you have to issue all this debt because of COVID? So pretty much what I got out of this. Uh, I mean, yeah, and I said he he refused to answer questions on t- on on on, 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 uh, on on tapering. Like I have that circle right here. Refused to answer questions ta- on taper because, uh, you know, they they need more time to reach full employment and have inflation higher. So the whole the whole the whole notion I got people were going the Fed's going to announce some kind of thing about tapering. The Fed's going to taper soon. He was adamant about not tapering goes to show you the economy is screwed and you go look at the smp the dow jones after like this you know he started talking you know, right now they're obviously up because you know apple had a great beat on earnings um blowout earnings sales up 54 <laughs> percent 
uh, Qualcomm popped on earnings too. Ford actually had terrible earnings, but anyway, the futures are up. But um, looking at you know how we closed, everything closed lower after the Fed started talking. And then some person goes, "Well, you talk about how the housing market's hot. You know, why are you doing forty per? Uh, why are you buying forty billion mortgage mortgage-backed securities?" And he goes. Mortgage-backed securities had severe destruction close to tre- the, cl- the treasury market, um, and intent was not to prop up the U.S. market. And so basically what he's saying is, if we didn't go in and buy mortgage-backed securities, the housing market would have crashed. Treasury mar- If we didn't go and buy treasuries, then there'd be a serious problem with the treasury market. Um, I mean, I would say that you know there's, it's already, there's already a problem. The central bank is going in there and, you know, just... The economy can't correct itself. The central bank has to go and solve everything. So I, I feel like that's a problem. The whole point of this, whole, what I'm trying to talk about is, does the Fed know what they're doing? Do they know what they're doing? Are they just lying to us and saying, like, do they know that they're monetizing the debt? I truly think so. Do the people don't know that? The people don't understand that they're just monetizing the debt and they're going to do whatever they can to destroy our currency. Um, and that's what that's what it looks like at this, at this point. You know, they go, we work in close relation with the Treasury. That should not happen. The Federal Reserve and the Treasury are two different things. Federal Reserve is not even in the U.S. government. Okay? Um, yeah. So, I mean, I've never been more bullish on gold and silver, and you know commodities are probably just going to do absolutely great because the dollar's worthless. And you know, cat as Dalio says, cash is trash. Do I think that inflation will be will be you know infl- it'll be super 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 bad inflation? All I'm telling you is it could be a disinflation, it could be a little deflation, but the dollar is is going to get wiped out. Um, and, and that's that is the end game. I mean, looks like they're not planning to taper anytime soon. Uh, the, you know, the fiscal policy by the U.S. government is where you can get some massive uh, in actual inflation in the real economy. But you know, QE is just dead money, locking money in the banking system. You go look at M two velocity over the past ten years since we started QE. M two has gone down the pooper, um, and I mean, he goes. I mean, I, I'm just quite, I'm just quite shocked. It's like, it's all fun and games until the music stops. But the market, the pe- people, people don't understand how really screwed up the market is because if the, if the Fed wasn't coming in and buying, buying all these assets every single month, the market would come to a screaming halt. And that's what Powell is saying by, you know, we will not stop, uh, ta- we won't taper until we beat our, reach our goals. Well, they're far away from their goals, and he, he, he was adamant about that. And they, I truly don't think they'll be at their goal for another year. So it'll get to the point where, you know, the $120 billion, as, I, as I'm saying, does not suffice. And you start to see yields start creeping up a bit more, some, some bad auctions going on. You know I mean, and I truly think that the Fed... The Fed is gonna they're they're gonna keep their do their 120 billion in asset purchases a month until they start to see something crack, i.e. money market funds, i.e. the treasury auctions. They see it crack, they up the ante, they start doing more. And so will that cause the dollar to implode? Will that be this the kicker in the to the stock market? I have no idea. But uh you know, one thing to note is everything looks perfect and great before there's a crash 
1929. Everyone is happy, man. Like, you know, stocks are going mainstream. Dot-com bubble stocks are going mainstream. You know, stocks only go up, right? I mean, that's why, I mean, I've read a book on the 1929 Depression. This guy wrote, you know, the guy who's, you know, main founder behind value investing is like, stocks will never go down. And over the long run, yeah, he's right, for sure. But short term, you know, people my age, people get seem to forget that, no one's experienced like a fifty percent down year uh, in, in, in since two thousand eight, I believe. And I don't even think if you're at fifty percent. I think it was like a forty percent drawdown. So, all I'm saying is, uh, beware, beware. These earnings, the you know earnings earnings are popping off, but you know these valuations, these these the forward guidance is, is awfully high. You really think we're gonna hit these numbers? I do not at all. And um, yeah, I guess that's my. F- Fed rant, and so now we'll take all that knowledge we got from the Fed and go right into uh, our market recap for the day. So the Dow was down 48 bips and, you know, turned negative after Powell started talking. Well, it was negative the whole day, but, you know, really, really started to sell off uh, until when the Fed started talking. S&P was in the green for the majority of the day, you know, spiked when Powell was saying it will be accommodative for a long time. But as he started to talk more and more and more and more and more, I, I truly think people started to realize, holy crap, like, they're just monetizing debt. And, you know, they're just keeping rates low so, you know, the United States doesn't default and have their own issues. But that doesn't mean that, the mar- that you know, that doesn't mean the market's safe. So that, that, that was what I was getting out of it. Um, GDX, as I said, popped on this news of the Fed. Uh, up 42 bips on the day. USO... Uh, up 97 bips on the day, probably off that good, good uh, crude inventory news. I still, you know, you still know how I stand. But, you know, if the dollars is going to get wrecked, all commodities are going to do great. I mean, short short story for the day is, you know, get out of the dollar, hold precious metals. That Like, that's all, like, right when the Fed is talking, right when I was saying, you know, we're not, he was adamant about refusing to taper. I knew that precious metals are all, all, all one needs. Beatles say all you need is love. I say all you need is gold. Um, <laughs> XLF uh, was up, elevated 39 bips on the day. Don't know why it didn't you know, have a little bit more selling because of uh, the real rates going down. And, you know, if you look at, like, the, the chart on the 10-year, like, it, the Fed talked and it sold off. But, you know, the XLF didn't do much. I, I know the regional banks were finishing the red. But uh, technology down 93 bips. Um Right now, it's going to be up tomorrow because of the good earnings from Apple and uh, Facebook, uh, Qualcomm. I mean, unless, you know, the market just decides, you know, fade that news and, you know, sell. That'd be kind of funny, but I don't think it will because, you know, you got to love to see those nice numbers from Apple. Solid product. Solid product. Uh, Mark Zuckerberg is a whole other story. But uh, TLT was negative most of the day. Went solid red before uh, the Fed talk, but, you know, we finished up in the green, up six bips. Gotta love to see that. Uh, I, I seriously do think TLT will continue to rally, so we're just holding there. XLE up three point four five percent. Yeah, look, these commodities are are gonna are gonna boom now. So, I mean, especially when you the dollar is gonna get wrecked. It's gonna get wrecked. But the whole thing is, is I do think that you know you the crash you will see will be you know you know money market funds collapsing or you know treasury market uh, anomalies, and you know that will cause everything to go down quickly. Um, It'll cause everything to go down quickly because when that happens, it'll call. It'll actually like when the when the when the treasury market gets tight. Um, when I say tight, um, 
I mean, there's not a lot of I shouldn't say tight because that, that that that's a whole other meaning in the bond world. But when there's no when there's no demand for for treasuries, um, cash actually goes up in value. Uh, like the, it's actually bullish for the dollar. And when they're in that and that would be because people are holding all their money in cash, and so cash is scarce. It's more scarce, and it's like lop. It's not being locked up in the banks, and people are holding on to it. So there's a demand for that cash. Uh, and there's no demand for treasuries. So treasuries go down, but the, the dollar will actually go up. And you look in COVID, the dollar is actually spiking, um, and that and that's not no good for these you know energies, gold, uh, real yields, everything like that. But it'll be a little short term blip, because it'll be a short term blip when the dollar goes up, because it'll go right back down because the Fed's going to announce all this QE and printing money, so devaluing their currency. But, you know, when, when the money markets break, it's like there's no cash flowing into those money market funds. The cash is coming out. People are redeeming their cash. Therefore, you know, there's a, d- a huge demand to fill these money market funds. The value of the dollar goes up a bunch. You saw in COVID, you know, so you will see a little flash crash like that. But, the, but then the Fed comes in, they just up the ante on the, t- on, the, on, the uh, on the asset purchases. So, yeah, we could definitely run higher in energy in some of these broader commodities. But, I mean... They've all had great runs, and I'm not saying that you know don't buy them. They're not going higher, but I'm saying look, gold and silver have not had this crazy run yet, even though they should have, and so that's why I'm going so ham on them right now because you know, and if you see this whole collapse, you know, shrink, you know, problems in the money market funds, problems in the treasury market, then. Uh, like gold will take a drop, but then it'll just go off uh, to new highs once because people will realize, okay, crap, excuse me, maybe the dollar is just worthless. So, interesting thing there. I know I missed the VIX, so the VIX was uh, yeah, pretty flat on it. It was down 1.5%, still above, uh, still below 20 bucks at 17.28. But, uh, yeah, I mean, honestly, it, it got it was in the green before you know Powell started talking, but towards the end of the day, we had a nice rally, but uh. I mean, still down one point five nine percent. You know, when that once that thing goes above twelve, I still think the volatility is cheap right now. Too much uncertainty, too much good news. I'm a buyer of that. But uh, once we hit tw- twenty bucks, we're going to thirty. So buckle up. Um, yeah, silver is in the red the whole day until the close. Finish up four bips. Uh, price action today opened at twenty four ten, then we went to twenty four forty on the close. So love to see that gold. Same thing. Uh, we opened at one sixty five seventy five, closed at one sixty six ninety one. Major that act, majority of the action around two o'clock, two to three, um, up twenty nine bips on the day. Love to see it, and it's because real yields down. Fed saying we're going to destroy our currency, and um, like they should have just say we're not going to taper assets. We're just going to destroy our currency to monetize our debt. That's what they should blatantly just say. Like we 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 don't we want to be accommodative. We just need to monetize our debt. We're not they're not being accommodative of anything. They're just monetizing the debt. Um, pave infrastructure index down eleven bips. Cool. <laughs> copper up thirty two bips. I mean, it, copper started taking off right when the Fed started talking because they're going to destroy the dollar. Platinum up twenty five bips. Well, I mean, I guess it's not a platinum EBTF. It's a platinum company, so I guess it's relevant. You know, and and, and this all goes back into, you know, Bitcoin. You know, Bitcoin is going to is gonna do great under this kind of situation. I still think it's in a bubble. I think it, Bitcoin, like, like, com, like, commodities are not in a bubble. Bitcoin's in a bubble, and Bitcoin will correct. 
But I mean, a Bitcoin rallied eight percent and rally, had a nice leg up. We were at like forty two bucks. We went to like forty three ninety at the close. Um, when Powell started talking, I mean, it's just like, look, they're going to devalue the dollar. So cryptocurrencies are going to be more valuable because they're not dollars and people cash is trash. People want to hold other things. You know, I'm not saying Bitcoin's digital gold at all. I'm just saying like that. That's why that you saw this market action. And that's why Riot Blockchain is up 8%. J.O. the Beast, 4175. Yeah, I mean, coffee has la- been a huge lagger. If you look at it compared to corn, wheat and soybeans, and I know I missed those. So I'm going to go back to them. Oh, well, that, I'll, I'll just talk about it right now because they're coming up on my screen. Corn down 2.93%. Soybeans down 1.20%. Wheat down 2.4%. I have no idea why they're down that much. And quite frankly, uh, I, I uh, buying opportunity right there because <laughs> when you see this the dollar collapse, I mean, the corn, wheat, and soybeans are going to go through the roof. Um, they did, were not even affected by Powell's talking, so... Uh, but I mean, then again, they have had this crazy run like within the past uh, month to week, um, ever since like April twelfth. Soybean trailing about a buck fifty. Um, so they they might be taking a short breather here. But I mean, I mean, I'm not going in buying these garbage ETS where Techgram's going to charge me one percent. But if you want to go buy futures or you know just look for a nice you know food manufacturing company stuff like that, go for it. I mean, I think they're great. Um, let's see here. So, yeah, so, but J.O., like, not really, then again, J.O. is not really affected by Powell's talk. But, I mean, if I, you know, my thesis, dollar, dollar, dollar's trash. Um, so, J.O. has been kind of beat down like gold and silver. I'm going to hold on to it. Holding the 44, then we'll reevaluate, see what's going on in the economy. But then again, you, know, you get this, money, break it down in the money market funds, break down the treasury market. Um, that's when, you know, these, these commodities will take hits. And they'll take hits, they'll take hits, but then they'll come back. So there's no worries. Uh, GME up 46 bips. whoop de doo We're at $178. Craziness. AMC down 5% at 1085. Now, I'm not really following these guys too too heavily. Um, all I'm saying is, you know, they're going to be the poster child for this bubble. People will be like, dang, I own GameStop. And now it's worthless, and I could have sold it for twenty grand, but I didn't because I wanted to have diamond hands. Sorry, I'm not trying to dish on dish on anyone who does that because I I had diamond hands. But uh, I mean, it's just it's a game. It's all fun and games until it's till the music stops, and then you lose all faith in the market, and then the the market's gonna have stock market's gonna have a terrible rep in five to ten years because you know people lost all their money in it, and it's gonna be like. Well, you know, you shouldn't push a Ponzi scheme. You shouldn't go on CNBC and tell everyone to go buy stocks when um, obviously it's a massive bubble. Okay, and the Fed is in creating this one hundred percent because they refused to. They refused to stop. They refused. You know, if they just tapered, you know, I would love if they tapered. I'm telling you, they're not going to taper because if they taper, the whole financial system will decouple. Um, like. If we just didn't, if we did, it all goes back to 2008 when we started QE. If we didn't do that there, the whole financial system would have decoupled then. Uh, like we would have had some Great Depression type level type of type of event. But you know the Fed didn't want that to happen because it could be you know it could bring down the whole United States government because people you know go how did these bankers you know, how did how did all these you know people in power let this happen? How could they possibly let it happen? Um, how could they're gonna bail out the banks with taxpayer money? Um, I mean. I could go on and on and on and on, but it all goes back to that. Truly, it goes back to 2008, and the Fed will not let 
the market crash. Even though, and I'm not saying it's like, I, I, I mean, I think the Fed should taper. I think they should raise rates, but they're not going to do that. I mean, I think they're, they need to do it because they need to bite the bubble because, you know, the longer they wait to, to do that is that, that that's where you get the real economic pain. And so I guess I'm just beating dead horse here. We're saying the same thing, going around in circles. But uh, that's all I got to say about that. LQD up 2%. Sorry, up 2 bips, not up 2%. Um, sold off going into the Fed speech, but then Powell came in and he talked about how they're just gonna, you know, pump the market, um, and that, and they're up two two bips, and so I say, you know, the Fed has our back, so everyone should be bullish. You know, stocks are gonna go. I mean, I, that's not really the case because what I'm what I'm the point I'm trying to make is they're gonna wait for something to break. Like the, everything's not hunky dory right now. You know, and he goes, there is funding risk in the money market funds. There's funding risk. So then, are you? What are you gonna do anything about it? No, because because we, we are already doing one hundred twenty billion in treasury bonds. So in a way, to see that that break affect the stock market, then we'll come in flush and do more. And you know, people will be like, "Oh, the Fed's doing a good thing." You know, there's problems in the money market fund, and it's not because you know they took away this funding, and it's not because you know they just didn't let it. If they just let the money markets, you know, collapse. In 2020, you know, they let, you know, the treasury market decouple in 2020. They let the whole financialism, you know, have a little decoupled, a little deleveraging. Then, uh, that, then we wouldn't be in this, le- this position. You know, there's a huge idea and thought that if you, that if that deflation is terrible. But you've seen this 10-year period of slow growth, you know, barely hitting in 2% inflation. We did it in like 2010, 2011. In 2014, we almost had no inflation. You know, Japan had negative inflation. We saw negative interest rates in the EU and Japan um, throughout the past 10 years, okay? And so it's either, you know, you have a, you have a, like a big crash, big, big incident, and then, you know, everything gets, you know, not, not reset. I'm not saying I'm not here for a great reset. But I'm saying, you know, we're in a command control economy. We're going to have no growth, no prosperity. But if, you know, shit were to hit the fan, excuse my language, then we could actually have productivity growth, you know, real growth in the economy, and you would see a massive boom, and, you know, lives would probably get better for the majority of Americans instead of the top 1%. But, you know, that's not going to change for a long time. So, anyway, high-yield bonds up 19 bips on the day, you know, pretty much rallying even before Powell was talking, uh, which is quite interesting. But, uh, you know, treasuries were up, uh, you know, had this massive rally after Powell started talking. Same thing with LQD. And that's because bond yield, it pushed bond yields lower. So people were going in and buying them. Um, NASDAQ down one, uh, 28 bips. Russell 2K up 13 bips. Excuse me. Yeah, five-year yield down 1.6%. We already went over that. Yeah, uranium commodity going to be beasting with the dollar down 37 basis points today. Uh, right now, how's the dollar? Oh, Shanghai just rolled red. I'm watching these Asian markets on my screen as we speak. Yeah, Shanghai just uh, started selling. Uh, opened up 20 bips higher, and now we're down 19. Yields are down a bit overnight. And foreign exchange markets, dollars, dollars getting hit against the yen getting hit against the pound, getting hit against the euro, hit against the Aussie dollar, hit against the Canadian dollar. Exactly. <laughs> the Fed's not tapering for a long time, so sell that dollar. Um, yeah, so uranium did great up 2.38%. Um, 
Vi- so here, we'll get into the Bill Huang socks before I go. And so I was talking about yesterday. I was all hyped up. I was like, oh, crap, yo, 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 yo. You know, Bill Huang, you know, this thing's done. You know, maybe go in and start buying Viacom. Of course, I speak too soon because Viacom down 3.22%. Um, um, Baidu down 26 bips. JD.com up 76 bips. Discovery down 3.9%. VIP Shop down 2.93%. IQIY down 2.46%. Then I'm going to talk about GSX Tech to you, the fraud. That's up like 10%, I think, today. Up 11%. It's like, what? So... Clearly, 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 you know, prime brokerages, risk, financial system, Archegos. Archegos is not going away. This thing will, we will look at Archegos and say, this was, this was a clue that there's something up, you know. Do, have all these firms sold, their, sold all their blocks? I have no idea. Why are some firms not disclosing any Archegos losses until earnings? Baffles me. Baffles me. All I have to say for this podcast was, is... Is the Fed incompetent or are they a bunch of liars? You know, get out of the dollar. The dollar is going to get destroyed. The Fed is not tapering for a while. You know, inflation, transitory, mandatory. You know, it's a big disinflation, in my opinion. It's a big disinflation, uh, and that's not going to change for a while because there's too many underlying problems in the economy for it to be crazy inflation. You know, if the stock market were to crash, that would be deflationary. If the housing market were to lose its seam, that would be massive, bit huge. Bigly, it'd be bigly deflationary. No, it'd be it'd be a massive def- deflation sign. But you could still have food prices go up, still have energy prices go up, because you know. It, so that's where you get the disinflation. Certain buckets of the CPI go up, certain buckets go down. So, is the Fed incompetent or are they a bunch of liars? That's what I ask you. Thanks for listening, guys.